Blog Talk Radio. never have an accident, but if you or a loved one does, give me a call at Dial-Law, toll-free number 888-DIAL-LAW or 215-DIAL-LAW, or in New Jersey, 856-DIAL-LAW. We also do workers' compensation, Social Security, disability, criminal defense, and all general law focused on helping people. Our firm has been providing successful legal representation for 40 years. We have 20 attorneys and myself ready to serve you. Tune in to our new radio show, Senator Bob Robner Talks to the Stars, every Saturday from 2 to 4 on AM 860 WWDB. Join me and my co-host, Councilman Frank Rizzo, and you can hear us on our website, www.dial-law.com. Remember, R&R, Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4, Rizzo and Rovner. Thank you. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8 for wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Don't miss wellness, wholeness, and wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8, only on AM 860 WWDB. Mr. Jackson, we're calling to say you're late on your credit card bill. Can you please call us to schedule a payment and avoid future late fees? If you're getting collection calls from your credit card companies and you want to put a stop to it, gather your bills now and call the Debt Helpline. Mr. Jackson, we've been trying to reach you. If we don't hear from you soon, your account will go into collections. We can help you stop the late and over limit fees on most of your credit cards and reduce your high interest rates, in some cases up to 60%. Mr. Jackson, this is our last warning call. The next call will be from our legal department. Get your debt and credit card bills under control. Gather your bills and call today for a free consultation on how we can help you get out of debt. 800-215-6815. 800-215-6815. That's 800-215-6815. The opinions and statements expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect those of WWDB, its staff, or management. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner who will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. 
Call with your questions or comments at 610-664-4100. Now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Good morning to those of you listening to our live broadcast today, November 11, 2006. And good day to those of you listening to a rebroadcast some other time. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard at WWDB 860 on the AM dial. On this program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products, and issues. Only try the therapies shared here after consulting with your physician. Last Saturday, we did a rebroadcast of the James Redfield program because our scheduled guest, Joan Collins, had an unexpected commitment with the play she's doing. That program is going to be rescheduled for January. At that show's end, however, we discussed the herb burdock and the yoga asana padmasana. If you missed that show, you can go to our website at www.amtherapies.com, click on the radio show link, scroll down to the show you want, click the button under it to listen to the show. If you want to set up an appointment with me, call 610-687-6184 for general information. Uh, Call 610-660-7710. Later, when we open the phone lines, call 610-6184. 664-4100 to ask a question of our guest. Our guest today is Michael Neal, author and internationally known success coach who is a licensed master trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. We will discuss his new book, You Can Have What You Want. At the end of the program, we will discuss the herb butcher's broom and the yoga asana gumakasana. Now it's time for our wellness news. This comes out of the University of Michigan, and it was released uh, in September 2005 on the 15th. It talks about students at all ages and grade levels sometimes have trouble staying awake in class. Researchers at the University of Michigan Health System have found a way to combat the sleepiness, and uh, it doesn't have anything to do with caffeine or high-sugar snacks. In a study published in the latest issue of the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, they report that students in a class who were taught to self-administer acupressure treatments to stimulation points on their legs, feet, hands, and heads were more alert and less fatigued. The study showed that a stimulation acupressure regimen leads to a statistically significant reduction in sleepiness compared to an acupressure treatment that focuses on relaxation. Uh, that's a quote from Richard E. Harris, Ph.D., who's a research investigator in the Division of Rheumatology at the UM Medical School's Department of Internal Medicine and a researcher at the UM Health System's Chronic Pain and Fatigue Research Center. He said his findings suggested that acupressure can change alertness in people who are in classroom settings for a full day. Uh, the 39 students who participated in the study were in the on-job, on-campus executive education program in UM School of Public Health, who were participating in, a, in three days of all-day lecture classes. Students were taught how to self-apply acupressure regimens on either five stimulat- stimulatory points or five relaxation points. The regimens consisted of light tapping with fingers, the fingers, and massaging with thumbs or forefingers. Excuse me. The class was divided into two groups. One group of students was asked to self-administer acupressure to the stimulation points on the first day, followed by relaxation points on days two and three. 
The other group self-administered relaxation, relaxation for one day, then stimulation for days two and three. Sleepiness was assessed by the validated Stanford Sleepiness Scale, and students rated their levels of sleepiness in the morning before class began and in the late afternoon at the conclusion of class. Acupressure was administered midday during the lunch period. The fact that stimulation group had significantly less fatigue than the other group has interesting implications for future studies of acupressure, says Harris, who himself is a trained acupuncturist. And he says that the idea that acupressure can have effects on human alertness needs more study, including research that can examine the scope of influence acupressure can have on alertness and fatigue. Uh, ideally, according to Harris, research in the future will help us determine whether acupressure also can have an impact on performance in the classroom as well. Uh, Brenda Gillespie, Ph.D. of the course on clinical research design and statistical analysis at the UM School of Public Health, was the senior author. Uh, Harris was supported by the National Institutes of Health's National Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine. And this was the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, Volume 11, Number 4. So there's hope for those of you who continue to doze during your lengthy classes. Okay, uh, again, uh, as I told you earlier, our guest today is Michael Neal. Uh, he's an internationally renowned success coach and the author of the UK bestseller, You Can Have What You Want. He is also the author of The Seven Myths of Success audio program uh, through Nightingale Conant and has spent the past 16 years as a coach, advisor, friend, mentor, and creative spark plug to celebrities, CEOs, royalty, and people who just want more out of their lives. His weekly coaching column, over 500 columns published to date, has been reprinted in newspapers and magazines worldwide, and he is the host of You Can Have What You Want, a weekly call-in show on Hay House Radio. Michael is a licensed master trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask him to explain that to us later, and has additionally... Uh, has additionally certifications in a half a dozen other modalities of coaching and training. As an NLP trainer, he works exclusively with Dr. Richard Bandler, the creator of the field, and Paul McKenna, Ph.D., the world's leading hypnotist, uh, having reached over one million people worldwide. Known for his fun and friendly presentational style, Michael's background as an actor and director has played a huge part in his success. He starred for five years as New Age American Randy in the BAFTA award-winning sitcom Satellite City and has performed in numerous leading roles for the BBC and on stage in both the UK where he uh, appeared with Jennifer Saunders of Absolutely Famous in the West End production of Me and Mamie O'Rourke, and in the U.S. Since moving full-time to Los Angeles, he has worked extensively as a voiceover performer, most notably playing the villain in Scooby-Doo and The Legend of the Vampires. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm poking all these spots on my leg, hoping to wake up. <laughs> Very good. At least you know them. Um, where are you from, Michael? I was actually born in Boston, but I went out to... Um to London to, to to go to drama school when I was 17 and uh, and just stayed for a long time and I've I've moved back now out to uh, I've been working in Hollywood for I guess almost seven years now. Okay, very good. Now, which came first, uh, your interest in coaching, uh, NLP, or writing? Uh, 
Well, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, guard. well, <laughs> I, I, I thought that my interest in NLP and coaching came first, and then I came across, I just cleared out my mother's house uh, in Boston, and I came across all this writing that I had done as a, as a teenager that I'd forgotten existed. Oh. So apparently my interest in writing came first, but okay. I didn't, I, it didn't feel that way. So then did the coaching follow and then the NLP? Well, yeah, actually, yeah, the, the NLP actually preceded the coaching because the NLP started out as me trying to not be so miserably depressed. Oh, uh, and okay. when it worked, Very good, it was then. like, oh, hello, there's more, there's more to this than I thought. So this gives me a perfect opportunity to ask you, what is neuro-linguistic programming? Neuro-linguistic programming is the study of how the mind affects the body and the body affects the mind. And it specifically looks at how you create your experiences through the way that you use your mind and body. Ah, okay, very good. And you've incorporated this into the coaching. Yeah, because because it's basically the wonderful thing is because while people are completely different, their brains work in fairly similar ways. It lets me work with a really wide variety of people uh, without having to have, you know, separate skill sets for each different kind of person. Okay. Now, uh, how did you start coaching? What, what what got you going with that? Well, I actually started coaching because I was such a crap therapist. <laughs> um, I, I, just in the sense, not that I didn't help people, because, you know, they would always say that I did, and, and you know, I have no reason to disbelieve them, but <laughs> I didn't really like having to charge people money who were going to be miserable if they couldn't afford to pay me. Ah, Whereas I have no problem charging people money who are already okay, but they want things to get better. (laughs) Very nice. That's a very interesting perspective there. Um, Okay, sharing your wisdom through writing. You say it started when you were younger than you thought. Uh, How has it manifested itself uh, in your life as an adult? Well, what happened was when I moved from England to America, there were people... I had a meeting with one of my mentors, and he said, you know what the problem is with you? And I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> and, and he said, it's, it's, you come up with all this great stuff, and if, if someone doesn't happen to be in the room with you when you come up with it, it disappears. And mm. I thought that was kind of cool. So I thought, okay, I'm going to write a daily little tip um, and, and send it back to the people in England who care. And there were like you know, 25 people, I think, when I, when I started and by the end of the first year of doing that, and I actually did it every day for a year, by the end of that first year, there were a few thousand people who wanted to get these tips, and then it just grew from there. Oh, what perfect timing. My goodness, you're very good at this. Um, I'm, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izari. Our program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies. My main office is in the Tubala Plaza building, Suite 300 in Ballot-Kenwood, Pennsylvania. Visit our website at www.amtherapies.com or call the office at 610-687-6184 for appointments or 610-660-7710 for general information. Stay tuned for our return with Michael Neal, neuro-linguistic programmer and author of You Can Have What You Want. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation. 
Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. And don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard's radio program each Saturday morning at 8 on AM860 WWDB. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8 for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8, only on AM 860 WWDB. Hey, uh, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Do visit our website to participate in my blog. That's one way I get your feedback. Uh, Rodney, you called some time ago. Please call the studio again because the T-shirt we sent you was returned. So please talk to our producer. Today, we're talking with Michael Neal, neuro-linguistic programmer and author of You Can Have What You Want. Michael, that was wonderful the way you just happened to end just in time for the break. Um, did you do that knowingly, or it just sort of happened by accident? I think it's years of years of radio <laughs> means that my accidents often work out. Very good, very good. I also wanted to tell you now, or ask you, are you using some kind of neuro-linguistic something with me? For some reason, I feel very energized uh, when talking with you. No, I've I've just been squeezing your leg as well. Oh, okay, and I just didn't realize. <laughs> very good. As a coach, uh, you seem very outside of the box. Uh, your perspective is very different uh, from well, from most coaches I'm aware of. What makes your approach so unique? Uh, is it the NLP or or something else? Well, it's a, it's a combination of the NLP and a basic philosophical stance, which is to do with the relationship between happiness and success. You know, most people would agree both of those are good things. Um, but what I came across very early on was that what got in many people's ways, in fact, I would say most people's way, was connecting them up in terms of I'll be happy when I get what I want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole basis of a lot of coaching is let me help you get what you want because then you'll be happy even though we never necessarily say the second half out loud. And just the reality is, you know, I work with a lot of people who are already what most people would consider successful, and I noticed they were no more or less happy than anyone else. So it just became very obvious to me over the years, okay, that just isn't true. And if you take that apart, that happiness-success connection, the way most people have it wired, you realize that, in fact, Happiness leads to success a lot more often than success leads to happiness. And even when it doesn't, at least you're happy. (laughs) So it's like worst case, you have a wonderful life. Mm -hmm. Best case, you have a wonderful life, a great job, and lots of stuff. 
Very good. Okay. Um, you also t- also talk about creating a life that makes you go wow. And uh, again, I, I'd never thought of it quite that way. How did you come up with that approach to inspiring your uh, clients or your? In the simplest possible way is when my clients would break through. Inevitably, the first thing both of us would say was, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And after a while, that just became a thing. It's like, you know, I don't know, that doesn't sound like that makes you go, wow. (laughs) You know, and and in fact, you can hear it. You know, when somebody's really doing something that they are really excited about doing, really passionate about doing, that's just totally right for them, everybody even around them hears about it and goes, wow. Okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, And I I know that we want everybody to go out and buy the book. So we're not going to share everything uh, that's in the book with them, but I do want to give them some tidbits or some bits of, and pieces of what's in the book uh, to inspire them uh, to that story. I'll go for it. I, I would challenge you to get through everything in this book in 45 minutes. Oh, right. Okay, good. So then I don't need to be timid about my questions. No, absolutely not. Go for it. Okay. Now, in your book, you, call, you talk about something called the pillars of an exceptional life. Can you elucidate on that concept for me? Yeah, that there, there are certain commonalities. Even though people are different, there are certain things that just seem to be part of the foundation of a great life, a, a, a wonderful life. And you know, one of them is just to be able to, to to love yourself in the sense of being okay with you, not trying to not not thinking, oh God, okay, I'll be okay with me when I've. Uh, <laughs> Uh, cured my eczema and uh, brushed my teeth regularly and uh, stopped being mean to my dog. <laughs> you know, the, the idea that you have to be somebody else before you can like you yeah. is a problem. Because <laughs> then you wind up spending all this energy on you and you don't have enough energy left to create your life. So, so that's one of the pillars. Okay. Okay. A second pillar is to be able to inspire yourself be able to do things every day that make you come alive. And those, what those things are might be very different for different people. For some people, it's something obviously spiritual, like meditation or prayer. For, something it's, for some people, it's you know, walking in nature or spending time alone. For some people, it's going out for a coffee uh, and, and reading a good book. Or I, I mean, I've got a couple of clients who like what, what really helps them is boxing. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter whether it sounds spiritual you can care for your spirit by just doing those things that make your spirit come alive. Hmm. So there's loving yourself, there's inspiring yourself, there's also knowing yourself. In other words, there's a level of self-intimacy where you, you kind of become intimate with what makes, you know, what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel good, what's right for you, even if it isn't right for other people. One of the, you know, if there was one thing that I'd love people to take away from the book, which is why I put it right up front, is that you're the expert on you. I mean, people like, like you, Parthenia, people like me, we are experts at what we do, but somebody else lives inside their own, their own head. They're the ones who know, or at least have the potential to know, what's going to be perfect for them. So we can suggest, we can draw on our knowledge, but ultimately the decision needs to always come from you. And, you know, using those pillars together, you know, loving yourself, inspiring yourself, knowing yourself, I mean, you could almost say being yourself is another one, you know, which is expressing all that authentically. That really does just provide such a strong foundation from which you can then go for what you want, because again, you'll either get it or you won't, but either way, you're having a wonderful life. That's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yep, and you, but you're the one winning on both sides. So. Okay, so now you also talk about three types of happiness. You, you mentioned them earlier, um, and you didn't uh, say what they were necessarily, but you know, pleasure, satisfaction, and meaning. How did you come to the conclusion that those, first of all, are the three types of happiness? Oh, I, I, I came report. to the conclusion by reading the studies that said uh, these, the, are the, <laughs> these are the three. I mean, uh, I was Seligman, part of an authentic happiness uh, coach program that Martin Seligman, who's right. the, uh, the former president of the uh, APA, the American Psychological Association, and the sort of leader of the field of positive psychology. And they've done millions of dollars worth of research into happiness as a phenomena around the world. And that was what they, the, the categories they roughly grouped them into, that when people talked about happiness, it grouped very, not, not necessarily cleanly, but into, you know, there's pleasure, which I just think of as fun. You know, th- these are the, the, the pleasures of life. There's satisfaction, which comes from challenge, and then there's meaning. And so if you just take those three ideas, challenge, meaning, and fun, if you're wondering, gee, you know, could I be happier in my life? Could, could I be happier in this situation? Well, What's the challenge level? What's the fun level? And does it feel meaningful to you? Does it, does it matter? And if you up those three things, or even any one of those three things, the happiness goes up and the enjoyment of it goes up. Now you also share um, your millionaire guide to goal setting. I thought that was also very interesting. I mean, throughout the book, there are just a multitude of things that I found interesting. But uh, this is just another one of those. Could you sort of share that? Yeah, well, I mean, because this was a revelation to me. This this was a wonderful. I'm I'm very grateful to I'm grateful to my clients generally because I've learned so much from them. But th- this was a guy. He's a multi multi millionaire sales guy from the UK, and uh, and I was sitting down with him. And I <laughs> one of the perks of my job is I get to go out for a lot of nice lunches. And I, I was sitting down with him at this beautiful lunch uh, overlooking the ocean, and and we were. I, I asked him. I said, How do you, do you do goals? And, and he said, well, sort of. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, once or twice a year, I you know, have a glass of wine sitting somewhere like this, and, and I think about what would make my life wonderful over the next year. You know, what would it, what would, and, and that's not necessarily indulgent things. You know, often, you know, it's things that would create a greater sense of meaning in his life. Mm-hmm. It's challenges that he could take on. Um, and, and, and he says, and so I, I jot down a few things sort of, you know, that, are, that look like goals, and then, know, maybe once a month, uh, I, I check in with them, and and if I feel on track, then I, I carry on. And if it feels like that's going to be too easy, I'll I'll make the goal bigger. And if it feels like it's going to be too hard, I'll I'll make the goal smaller. And I was horrified. <laughs> I really was. I was like, hasn't anyone ever told him that you're not supposed to change your goals when you set them? But you know, when I, when I, when I thought about it, you know, I thought. Well, why not? And he said something, and it really stuck with me. He said, the only real purpose of a goal is to inspire you to fall more deeply in love with life. Mm, And that's sort of what I mean when I say that, you know, happiness leads to success more often than success leads to happiness. That if you think of your goals, if you use your goals not to try and make yourself get stuff, but as a way of deepening your experience, you probably will still get the stuff but you're having the deep experience either way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, these are the kinds of pearls of wisdom you're going to find throughout the book, and and it made it 
difficult for me in, in one way because there are just so many things that I want to touch on, and I'm, and I'm sure I'm not going to touch on everything. But at least uh, it was it kept me going. It kept me going throughout the whole process. Um, you also discussed the hard versus the easy way to succeed. I, I think most people think they are picking the easy way, but for some reason it, it isn't always the easy way. Well, yeah. I mean, when I first when I, when I first did the book proposal, I I, I went to my agent and I I said. Um, you know, I, I I wanted to subtitle it um, a guide to effortless success, mm-hmm. and he got really upset with me, and he said, "Well, I see you, and you work very hard, and you know, how can you call it effortless success?" And I thought about it, and I thought, "Okay, seemingly effortless success," <laughs> because of course the fact is, I do stuff. The people who are very successful do stuff. They often, you know, I mean, I'm sitting here in a hotel room by the airport at 5 a.m., about to fly off to San Francisco to, to do some work a bit later this afternoon. But So somebody could say, oh, my God, you know, you did all... But for me, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's like I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't. I would have asked you to reschedule. <laughs> I, and, and that's the thing about the easy way is almost the ultimate question is why is it so hard to let it be easy? You know, because we we put such a value, especially here in America, we put such a value on hard work and and earning it and and going out there and go get them, Tiger. And you know, there's a story uh, you know that I tell in the book that I love, and I you know about this seeker who who wants to be enlightened, and he he goes to the monastery and he goes, you know, um, you know, I, I I would very much like to like to succeed. How long will it take? And the Zen master goes, well. 20 years. And the guy goes, no, no, no. I will work harder and longer than anyone else in the monastery. How long for me? And the Zen master goes, okay, 30 years. And the guy goes, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm going to give 110%. I'm going to work my ass off. The Zen master goes, well, okay, maybe 40 years. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, there is something about it. Some point in the process, you've got to be willing to let go and let life happen. It's not that you don't put any effort in. It's you've got to stay aware that there's a time for inaction as well as a time for action. Funny enough, that was my next question, to ask you to to share that story, the 110% solution. Uh, People work so hard sometimes that they're spinning their wheels and going absolutely nowhere but sweating. Absolutely. And, and you you know, one of the the other stories that I I tell about was a client I had from Singapore who he, he, you know, he worked, he did everything. I mean, when I asked him what he'd been doing uh, to achieve his goals, his list was... I got exhausted listening to him. And, and and I finally said to him, look, I will work with you as a client only if you take a month off. Mm-hmm. And and he was horrified. Um, and in the end, he he wound up taking the month off only because he got sick. He wasn't going to. He was going to not take it off but lie to me because it's not like I was in Singapore and going to check on him. <laughs> um, but, but what happened, of course, is he took the month off. Some business deals came through that he'd been pushing so hard to get because he backed off long enough. And in, in giving himself that space, he realized it wasn't really what he loved doing anymore. And he wound up, you know, what I did wind up working with him on was transitioning to uh, art investment. And he did very, very well in that and wow. was just a much, much happier human being. Mm-hmm. Something about taking a, a moment to pause. <laughs> oh, like 17 moments a day, but yes. Yeah. Uh, you also present the concept of thinking oneself worthy. I think this is where most people definitely fall short. Well, I, I mean, the, the simplest analogy for this was when somebody, I, I, was, I was just in the back room and I saw a speaker hold up a $100 bill and say, who wants this? And, of course, almost everyone's hands went up in the room except for the people who went, this is a trick. I'm not going to do this. And, and, and then he sort of spit on it 
said, who still wants it? And of course, you know, everybody still wanted it. And he said, you're like the $100 bill. It doesn't matter what life's done to you or what, what, what you've done. Your intrinsic value never changes from the moment you're born. Wow. And that sense of love that we have for a newborn baby, that sense of just how could there be anything other than perfection here, that never changes, no matter how the appearance changes. And if you can start from that place, it's not that there aren't things you can do that will change your value in the marketplace. But if you separate your value in yourself from your value in the marketplace, it's a lot easier to see what things you do need to do and what things you don't need to do. Wow. Very good. Very good. Okay. Um, we're going to have a break in a few. And um, But before we do that, I'd like you to share your web address, uh, email address, or any other telephone contacting information you'd like yeah, to Yeah. I share. mean, if people want to know more about this, besides obviously recommending you buy the book at your local bookseller, um, <laughs> the, the, if you go to GeniusCatalyst.com, uh, I've got free newsletters, free tips. I, I basically, I, I, I ask my web designer to create a playground for people who like this sort of stuff. So if you go to GeniusCatalyst.com, you'll find all that stuff there. And we're going to come back. Those of you who ran to get a pencil and paper, we're going to say that again so you'll be able to write it down when you get back. Uh, yes, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. And our program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies. Uh, we are at Two Bella Plaza, uh, C300 in Valley Kenwood, Pennsylvania. No, I didn't forget. I'm just distracted with something else. Uh, stay tuned for our return with Michael Neal, neurolinguistic programmer and author of You Can Have What You Want. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izard, every Saturday morning at 8 for wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Don't miss wellness, wholeness, and wisdom with me, Parthenia Izard, every Saturday morning at 8, only on AM 860 WWDB. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. And don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izard's radio program each Saturday morning at 8 on AM860 WWDB. Yes, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Do visit our website to participate in my blog. That's one way we get your feedback. On next week, November 18, 2006, 
we will have Dr. Emma Mellon, a local psychologist and author of Waking Your Dreams. Uh, today, as you know, those of you who have been with us all morning, we're talking with Michael Neal, neuro-linguistic programmer and author of the book, You Can Have What You Want. Uh, yes, at, before the break, we were giving out information about the web address and the phone number and so forth. Uh, Michael, could you give that yeah. again now that people have a pencil and paper? Geniuscatalyst.com. So the word genius, the word catalyst. Uh, com and, and I mean, where the, the name of the website comes from is my wife was once asking me, what's the difference between a coach, a consultant, and a therapist? Ah. And I said, well, a therapist is somebody who fixes what's broken, which is usually you. And uh, a consultant is somebody who, who's, who's paid to give advice, essentially. And, uh, and then I, I went to the dictionary and I looked up coach. I was in England at the time and it said, uh, coach, a single-decker vehicle comfortably equipped <laughs> to take you from one place to another. And I, and I actually thought, you know what, that's a great description mm. because there's a lot of different ways to travel to where you want to go, but doing it with a coach can just make the whole process and journey more enjoyable. So my wife said, so which are you? And I said, well, look, I do some consulting. I do some therapy, I do some, some coaching, but really I'm none of them. I'm a catalyst. In other words, what I do is I drop into my clients' lives and I mess things up. But I mess things up in a way that starts a reaction, that creates a change. And very often that reaction, that change is that their gifts start rising to the surface, that they start tapping into what they're really capable of, their, their genius. And that's where the name genius catalyst came from. Okay, and also since we're talking about that, uh, you'll love when you go to a site because it's like going to a cafe. Uh, there's like a menu. I mean, it's it just it has a very fun, friendly feel to it. It's not very uh, stoic or formal or anything of that nature. And I'm certain you'll enjoy it when you you do go. Um, and also, there's another book that you wrote called The Seven Myths of Success. And uh, if we have time toward the end, I- I'd like to uh, get some information about that. But I'm going to go on to my next piece of information here. You talk about a connection between inspiration and success. Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because there's so much um, motivation out there. But for me, inspiration is, is just caffeine for the soul. It, 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 it's, it's not just what gets you up in the morning. It's what tells you where to go. The thing about motivation is, you know, and I've actually done this. You know, I work, uh, you know, with Paul McKenna, the, the, the hypnotist. And, you know, I've seen him do things like he went on Montel and, you know, he, he got this guy motivated to clean the house by getting him to think of things he was already motivated to do and then attaching those feelings to ironing. And this guy got to the point where he was almost giving himself an orgasm every time he ironed because he was so motivated. My word. That's, yeah, it was very good television, but, but that's the problem with motivation. I mean, it's great as far as it goes, but it doesn't tell you what you're supposed to be excited about. It mm-hmm. just excites you. Mm-hmm. Inspiration's different. Inspiration not only gives you that sense of aliveness, it, it helps direct your actions because that sense of aliveness doesn't stay if you start doing something that goes against what you really want to be doing. And so it acts as much as a compass and a guide as it does a, a, a fuel for action. And see, that's the mark of an excellent coach, uh, because you you assist them in finding out what is inspirational to them, as opposed to, with, uh, as opposed to coming up with different things to motivate them to do things. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, the, the first question that I almost always start with is, you know, are you doing what you really want to do with your life? 
you know, are you doing what makes you come alive? And, and invariably, I get one of three reactions, which is either, either somebody lights up and goes, well, yes, actually, let me tell you about it. Or they, they kind of go, oh, well, no. <laughs> or, you know, or they, 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 they want to hit me. And, oh, my. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm used to it by now. But, but the thing is, all that heavy sigh or that anger means is that somebody is, at some level, they still know what they really want to do. But they've convinced themselves or been convinced by the world that they can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, for me, to be part of helping them tap back into their dreams, I mean, that was so much a part of, you know, I tell the story in the book of, of the cab driver named Adolf. That was really where this book started, was in the back of that cab, helping this guy get back in touch after 17 years of, of very unhappily driving a cab getting back in touch with what he really wanted to be on this planet for. Um, and and it's a, it is a wonderful thing. It's one of those tears to the eyes kind of moments. Ah. Oh, yes. Let me remind uh, our listeners, if you want to call in, it's 610-664-4100. Uh, our listeners tend to want to listen because the information is so important and so critical. And then they call me after the program, but which is okay. But I want you know to remind them if they do want to ask uh, Mr. Neal a question, that's the number, 610-664-4100. Now, you talk in your book about nine life obstacles. Could you briefly describe what those are and maybe select one or two as an example of what Yeah, I mean, where this came from is uh, back in 1990, I sat down with a friend. We were both working in this field, and, and, and we just went through and went, okay, what's every possible excuse we've ever heard? In other words, what's every reason we've ever heard why somebody can't have what they want? And in the end, we, we were able to narrow them down to about nine categories. You know, so sometimes people just, that just didn't know what to do. So that's a lack of information. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they know what to do, but they don't feel capable of doing it. And so that's a lack of skill. Sometimes they know what to do, but they don't believe it can be done, or they don't believe it can be done by them. So that would be belief. Sometimes they, they, they don't have the energy. They, they feel too stressed out to do it. Those are, those are probably the times when they would go to, go to you. Well, th- that's the well-being factor. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, well, I, I know what I want, and I know what I want to do, but other people are going to stop me. My wife won't let me. My husband won't let me. My boss won't let me. So it's other people seem to be the obstacle. Sometimes it's, you know, I know what to do, but I just I can't seem to get myself to do it, so I lack motivation. You know, and then the last three are just time, money, and fear. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. Or I'm scared. And, and the thing is, once you've identified which one is sticking you, it's often a lot faster than people think to unstick themselves. And the, 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 the analogy I have for it is, if, if you're a stick and you're floating gently down the river and you get stuck, you don't need years of therapy. You need somebody to give you a nudge. Hmm. And so by being aware of which area you're stuck in, it makes it easier to get a quick nudge and get yourself back on track. Okay, would you pick one of those that you want to want to use that? Yeah, well, I mean, what? Look, you're a you're a you're a you're, you're a <laughs> okay. You're a well-being show, so I'm going to pick money. Okay. <laughs> because be, yes, well, no, because they, often they have people, a feel for the well-being piece. Well, and yeah, and also very often people who are open to working on their well-being have trouble with money. Correct. Um, and and very often that just comes down to a sense of money isn't a worthy goal. Mm. You, know, you know, I'm a spiritual person, or I'm I'm open to the spiritual, or I'm I'm all about love, or I'm all, you know, and, and supporting my neighbor, or I'm all about people. 
you know, this is just a world where you need money. There's a quote I, I use in the book uh, from Vic Oliver. Uh, if a man is after money, he's money mad. If he keeps it, he's a capitalist. If he spends it, he's a playboy. If he doesn't get it, he's a ne'er-do-well. If he doesn't try to get it, he lacks ambition. If he gets it without working for it, he's a parasite. And if he, if he accumulates it after a lifetime of hard work, people call him a fool who never got anything out of life. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem, is, is when you think about money that way, when you think about it as this thing that, well, it's a necessary evil, you're going to have trouble getting a lot of it unless you're willing to think of yourself as evil. Mm. And, and, and for me, the, the ultimate question that really changes that is finding what version of money would be a worthy goal for you. So really the question isn't, is making money a worthy goal? The question is, is making how much money in what time frame for what purpose a worthy goal? And, and most people, when they actually stop and ask themselves that kind of a question, which, which is an NLP question where you break it down and you look at what's the, really the structure behind the question. You know, so I, I remember when I first kind of did an exercise like that, and I came up with, well, gee, is making enough money this year from work that I love and want to do in order to cover all my expenses, save 10%, give away 10%, make some home improvements and cover my tax bill, a worthy goal? And I was like, well, of course it is. And, so, and suddenly the whole, the whole idea that, oh, no, 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 I, I can't do that because that's about money, it, it, it sort of became silly. And, and then I, I asked myself, is, is making enough money over the next 10 to 15 years from work I love and want to do in order to look after my family, put my kids through university, create financial independence, and give away over a million dollars to charity, a worthy goal? And I was like, wow, that would not just be a, a worthy goal. That would be cool. And that's what I'm in the middle of doing right now. You know, so again, just the question, if you want to ask it for yourself, is making how much money, in what time frame, for what purpose, a worthy goal? And when you find the version of that where your answer is an unqualified yes, you're going to find the money starts to flow quite quickly. He's done it again, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Our program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies with my main office in the Two Bala Plaza Building, Suite 300 in Bala Kenwood, Pennsylvania. Please visit our website at www.amtherapies.com or call the office at 610-687-6184 for appointments. 610-660-7710 for general information. Please stay tuned for our return with Michael Neal, neurolinguistic programmer and author of You Can Have What You Want. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. 
And don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard's radio program each Saturday morning at 8 on AM 860 WWDB. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8 for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, every Saturday morning at 8, only on AM 860 WWDB. You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Again, do visit our website to participate, page in my blog, uh, subscribe to the newsletter, and give us your general feedback. Again, I'm asking Rodney to please call the studio uh, about your T-shirt. It was returned to us. Uh, today we're talking with Michael Neal, neuro-linguistic programmer and author of You Can Have What You Want. Um, you gave a perfect example, Michael, of what was leading what would lead into my next question. You have a way of asking questions in such a way or inspiring 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 your reader to rephrase and rework their questions and answers in such a way as they go from say the average or traditional or mundane to the sublime, if you will, and end up having the true value and meaning uh, that inspires their success. Did you always perceive things in that way, or did that, that evolve over time? No, I mean, that's, that's evolved from both a combination of training and just working with thousands of people. And, and, and really, a, a, a lot of what was behind the book is, you know, and I don't know if you found this yet, you, you will, you know, if you haven't, is as I worked with more and more people, it, you know, in order to make good use of my time, my fees got, went up. And they went up and they went up and they went up to a point where a lot of people just can't afford to work with me. And, you know, fair enough, except I still want to help more people. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, the reason that, you know, a book like this could be inspired by a cab driver is because I wanted to be able to give him something in the cab that he could take away and, 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 and carry with him. And it would be like he could sit down and have coffee with me anytime he wanted. And that was even everything about the book from the, the, the layout to when we sat down to the choice of the font to the way I wrote it was designed to make it feel like a chat over a cup of coffee. Well, you've accomplished that very well. Thank you. Uh, you also talk about uh, the importance of relaxation. Can you briefly touch on that for us? Well, it's, I, I mean, it, it, relaxation is important in so many ways. You, you know, I'm, I'm sure you talk about all the health uh, and energy benefits of mm-hmm. relaxation. But it's also it's one of the best ways of tapping into your intuition. There's been a lot of research done by a place called the Institute of Heart Math, out in uh, Boulder Creek, California, or Walnut Creek, some creek with a fruit or not attached. Um, and they've done a lot of research into how states of relaxation help people access their, in, their intuition. And when you're living this kind of life that I describe in the book, this inspired life where you're, you're following a compass more than a map, you're following a sense of joy, a sense of aliveness, more than you are trying to reach a very specific target that you thought would be a good place to go because it'll make you happy. What happens is relaxation is one of the things that lets you stay tuned to that compass. It's like, um, you, you know, if you, if you try and use a compass and there's a lot of static around, there's a lot of metal around, you know, it messes the compass up. 
And sort of relaxing is like letting go of all the noise around the compass or quietening the other voices so you can hear the voice of inspiration, the still small voice within, whatever metaphor you like for it. Relaxation is just such a key to being able to tap into that. It doesn't mean that, you know, oh, I'm tense, so I can't think. It just means that probably when you're tense, you're not doing your best thinking. Mm. Well, now, uh, unfortunately, we're coming to the, toward the end of the program, and I just have to include, uh, in the end of the book, you describe yourself as someone other than a coach, a uh, teacher, or writer. Could you share that and use that as your final words of wisdom? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, it really just came about. I was, I was chatting with a prospective client, and, and uh, you know, you know, he said, "Well, you know, what's it like, uh, you know, being a coach?" And I and I and I and I just it sounded funny when he said it, and I thought, "Well, okay, I spend a lot of my time coaching, and I teach, and I write, but I, I've never really thought of myself as a coach, teacher, or writer." And he asked me, "Well, what what business are you in?" I thought about it, and I thought, you know what, I'm in the wonderful life business. Because everything that I do is about helping people have a more wonderful life, and everything that I do for me is about having a more wonderful life for myself. And and you know, sort of the, the question that I that I leave people with in the book is: if a wonderful life is the is the sum total of a whole lot of wonderful days, what can you do to ensure you've got as many wonderful days as possible? You know, and I just think that is a question that's worth answering every single day of your life. Wonderful, and I, I I I would just like to say my favorite um, uh, tip that you shared was that people should expect wonderful things to happen as well. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to ask everyone to keep close when you get to the end of the book. And I'm not going to say anything about what you actually say, but I want them to keep it close to their hearts. Uh, the final words you share uh, as a mantra for living. It's a, it's a it's a wonderful um, thing that you share at the end of your book. And um, I thank you so much for giving this time to us, and uh, I wish you the best and a safe trip. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, Parthenia. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I went over time. I thought it was worth it, but I'm going to try to give you a little bit about um, our asana and our um, posture, I mean, our asana and our herb for the day, but I do want to give you another heads up about our guest for next week. On November 18th of 2006, our guest will be Dr. Emma Emma Mellon. Uh, She's a local psychologist and author of Waking Your Dreams, and she'll be talking about discovering your personal imagery, meeting your authentic self, and exploring beneath the surface of your mind. Uh, That week we will discuss the herb Butcher's Broom, and the Asana Bada Konasana. Uh, today, I think I'm just going to have enough time for the herb. Um, it was, oh, it's, well, the herb is burdock. Um, okay, he's telling me I have two minutes, so I'm just going to relax and give you as much as I can. Uh, the parts uh, used medicinally are the plant roots and seeds, and uh, the nutrients include amino acids, calcium, copper, chromium, iron, magnesium, manganese, phosphorus, potassium, selenium, silicon, zinc, vitamins B1, B2, B3, and C. Uh, There's a caution here uh, that it interferes with iron absorption when taken internally. And again, that's um, Bulk and Bulk who are providing us with that information. Uh, With the asana, gomukhasana, I'm just going to give you the benefits. Uh, They include loosening all small and big joints, 
expanding the chest and lungs, massaging and improving blood flow to the pelvic organs, and reducing obesity in thighs, legs, and arms. It stretches the spine uh, and also tones the gonads. Uh, next week, um, well, anyway, I, I told you who we have next week, Dr. Emma Mellon. You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard at WWDB 860 AM. Uh, I want you to go to our website, www.amtherapies.com. Uh, we want you to submit uh, current events items and morsels of wisdom, if you like, Uh also, if you're interested in being an intern on the program, contact me at consult at amtherapies.com. Uh, again, we're at the Two Ballot Plaza, Suite 300, Ballot Pennsylvania, 19004. We offer uh, iridology and kinesiology assessments, consultations in nutrition, meditation, acupressure, and psychosocial consultations. Uh, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. Be well. AM860 is WWDB Philadelphia, the Delaware Valley's only money talk radio. Fox News Radio, I'm Karen Stewart, President Bush honoring American soldiers today in observance of Veterans Day. It's the-